I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Guitar Nerds is sponsored by Neural DSP. And now Guitar Nerds listeners get 30% off all Neural DSP plugins with voucher code GUITARNERDS. Neural DSP create unique industry-leading guitar and bass plugins designed to make you sound exactly how you want without any sacrifice in tone or dynamics. Their range includes signature plugin rigs available from some of the best modern guitarists in the world, like Corey Wong, Tosin Abassi, Adam Nolly Get Good, and Pliny. Plugins like Corey Wong's Archetype give you everything from crystal clear cleans and edge of breakup blues brashness, whilst the 14 series brings out all the crushing modern metal distortion you could possibly need. The point is that there's an amp here for every type of player, and with a 14-day free trial of any of the plugins at neuraldsp.com, with no credit card required, you can try before you buy and then purchase with the confidence that you're buying the right rig for you. And don't forget, enter code GUITARNERDS at the checkout for 30% off all Neural DSP plugins. Follow links in the description of this podcast or visit neuraldsp.com for more info. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I'm your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Matt Knight. Hello there. And Jay Cross. Hi, Joe and Matt and everyone else who's listening. Yes, hello. Hello, both. And of course, welcome uh, to our new patrons. Uh, for this week, you can of course join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash guitarners. But hello to Taj Harmon, who joins us at the $10 tier, the top tier. So you'll be having your name sung at the end of this episode. And also to Kat, who I think we've had before, but I think maybe left in this comeback. So, so welcome back, Kat. Is that Legends. cat with a K or cat with a C? It's cat with a C, as in it could potentially be my cat. Uh, my new cat is supporting us on Patreon. Um, I, I don't know. Is this, uh, Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I also would just like to say a big thank you to Joe Branton for uh, remembering to thank the Patreon. <laughs> for the first time in for two the first weeks. Time, yeah, for the first time <laughs> in about 15 years. Uh, I think, you know, congratulations, Joe. That's, it's, you know, it's a, thank you, thank you. a real moment of growth mm. and I'm very proud of you. Thanks, man. I'm going to try and get it in at the start. Um, Sorry, uh, I'm gonna tr- uh, the the announcements. I'm gonna try oh, yeah, and say yeah, yeah. them at the uh, at the start of each episode. And of course, because this episode, well, actually, I think this episode's coming out on what the thirtieth. So it's 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 pretty we're pretty much we're up at 
uh, you know, the start of October, which means we are choosing um, a, a brand new charity support to support for the month of October because Guitar Nerds are going to pick a new charity every every month and we'll donate a percentage of our Patreon funds to that charity every month. Last month, we were uh, sponsoring Girls Rock London, which was fantastic. And of course, um, Bass Guitar Nerds co-host JD Short is very involved in that company as well, um, which is quite nice. But this this month, um, we are going to be supporting uh, the Delta Blues Museum uh, in Mississippi. Um, now, the Delta Blues Museum offers some fantastic education programs uh, for children in order to teach them about the blues and get them playing instruments and get really get guitars, keyboards, drums, harmonicas into the hands of kids who wouldn't otherwise have the opportunity to do that. And in fact, this charity came as a recommendation from our listeners. We actually had a few people um, bring this uh uh, bring this institution to me as a as a suggestion. And dear listener, if you have any thoughts on who we should be sponsoring, um, you know, next month or the month after that, please get in touch um, because we'd love to hear from you. In this case, I had Philip Carter get in touch with me, and uh, uh, he said he said, well, he's he's actually from Clarksdale, which is where the um, where the Delta Blues Museum is. And as he, he, I'll read you what he said. He says it's sort of the epicenter and the birthplace of the blues. Muddy Waters, John Lee Hooker, Ike Turner, Sam Cooke, they're all born there, among many others. And they have a Delta Blues Museum that has a fantastic education program teaching young kids to play instruments and work as a group. They've produced some incredibly talented musicians, including uh, Christone Kingfish Ingram. Oh, right, um, okay. Which uh, yeah, I I don't know. Man, he he can he can really play guitar, but his voice is incredible. Right. I've I've um, seen him a couple of times because oh, he wow. he was uh, really involved in the um, launch of the Vinteras. I think it yes. was. Yeah, he was oh, one of I the see. signature not signature artists, but he was one of the like yeah the the focal points of the of the Vinteras. And uh, yeah, so I've I've seen him play a couple of times. Yeah, he's fantastic, fantastic. Oh, I'm like really nice geezer as well. Like yeah, really good. That's that's awesome. I mean, the, the, the Delta Blues Museum actually has a number of ways that you can, dear listener, if you also want to join us on getting involved supporting such a, a fantastic institution. They have a number of ways um, that you can... Uh, support them there's there's membership of course you know if you're if you're around if you're in the area you can buy a brick which i thought was awesome you can uh, you can purchase a personalized custom engraved brick to help with the museum's expansion plans it plans and then there's the general fund and the the deeper roots fund which is their campaign to further expand the museum through building additions new exhibits and and more stuff like that but at the moment just because of everything that we're experiencing around the world with the pandemic really the the general fund is where the the delta blues museum need your money because when places like this aren't able to open or certainly not to full capacity anymore and have been you know suffering with this certainly the museum and arts in general has been suffering with this more than most industries um i think it's it's there where they really are um relying on their donations in order to keep open and what a fantastic um museum it is it looks absolutely amazing and it's run by some really lovely people so we thoroughly recommend checking out deltabluesmuseum.org and uh, they're a yes. um they're a competitor as well joe i don't know if you're aware of this maybe this would have changed your mind on uh on whether you are sponsoring them whether we were sponsoring them but they are they've got a podcast 
um, which I have been a subscriber to for ages, really. Um, but the podcast is the most sporadic right. podcast <laughs> I've ever I've ever seen. Just having a quick look through. So I, I actually um, I downloaded it. Uh, I, I subscribed to it. It was a little while ago. I can't remember what it was that, that spurred me into it, but I listened. You got more or couple- less subscribe to every single guitar or guitar related <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no, actually, that's that's not true at all. But um, I, yeah, I was I, I was really interested in what they had to say. They've got an episode about Robert Johnson, um, oh, awesome. and I absolutely love Robert Johnson. And I mean, all, all of the the kind of uh, that era of the Delta Blues is is just fascinating to me. Like the people that were involved are just like myth-like individuals and it's uh it's really good but they yeah the the last few episodes from the uh delta blues museum podcast uh so there was one that was released on in april of this year um then you have to go back to uh may 2017 so three years ago uh which is that robert johnson podcast i was listening to uh the one before that is august 2016 and uh, <laughs> just scrolling back, um, it goes like they were podcasting in 2011, so like pretty early adopters to to the format, oh, yeah. um, which is which is cool. But yeah, the 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 it's um, I seem to remember that there's not a single host. I think it's like various people do it. Um, right. I can't remember. It's been it's been a while since I listened to any of the episodes, but um, they've got an episode. The the episode they did this year is called Coronavirus Special Disease Blues. Um, so yeah, I've not, I've not, yeah, I've not listened to it yet, but, um, worth checking out if nothing else. Yeah, absolutely. Well, go and check them out, dear listener, deltabluesmuseum.org and, uh, donate if you can to support such a, a fantastic institution. Now, whew, now moving on, uh, next week, we're going to be launching this new pink giveaway, um, because, you know, we did a pink giveaway before. I've got some new stuff. But before we kind of go into it and I talk loads about the giveaway, which we'll announce next week, um, we've actually, one of the things we'll be giving away is a Bad Penny effects pedal, um, which I'm rather excited about. Now, they've made us a custom pedal, which I... Um, which I, I popped up on the Facebook group, I think, uh, about a week ago. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. And yes, so I've been te- speaking with Mark Barnes from uh, from Bad Penny Effects. And he's made us this pink. Now, Bad Penny Effects all come in like gorgeous uh, wood enclosures like wood surrounds and then with uh with sort of you know an, an aluminium chassis on the inside they're incredible looking like really fantastic unique gorgeous well-built pedals like i love everything about them but what they've done for us is a pink pedal called the nerd now this pedal will actually exist in the future they're going to release it um under the name quag swag um <laughs> Which is a great name, but it's essentially a two-button fuzz pedal with a sort of volume fuzz, again, and a boost control, and then um, two options for overall shaping of the fuzz, and then the uh, it, the second foot switch gives you the alternative tone of that fuzz, essentially, um, which is uh, which is very very cool. I thought this was a an absolutely fantastic sounding unit. I really really enjoyed absolutely maxing it out and getting some very kind of vintagey um you know big old school fuzz tones i was coupling it with a um with the boss md200 using their their the chorus um the ce1 chorus sound and then 
what, what was I popping on the end of it? Uh, oh, uh, the, yes, that's right. The Pink Panther, the JHS Pink Panther recently, or, you know, not recently, but last year or so, renamed the Lucky Cat. Um, I had that on the edge. And I was getting some wonderful, like, super synth tones with that. Had the OC2 in there as well. And I was dropping it right down. And it was fantastic for just like left-handed playing, you know, just moving your hand around the board and getting those real sort of synthesizer tones. But, man, they, they were a cool-looking brand, Bad Penny. Have you guys checked out how they look? Yeah. Yeah, I was just having a look. Um, I was just having a look now. Um, there was one. I just, I mean, there's obviously some great um, custom pedals that they've done mm-hmm. and commissions, which look really cool and like really unique boxes um well yes they've uh they've they've done things in the past like um like built pedals into old camera boxes and stuff like that like old box camera shaped things uh, yeah which, which is crazy considering i walked past a camera shop the other day and how much vintage cameras go for is like insane <laughs> so probably not necessarily a smart move now but um yeah i think um I like the fact that, you know, you've got this sort of wood design, this sort of um, metal front plate. It sort of reminds me of like a racked modular unit mm-hmm. um, in some way. I think the, the fuzz controller looks pretty cool. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, overall, I, I like, I you know, I like people out there, you know, we say obviously great quality. I mean, we wouldn't be talking about them if we didn't think they were great quality. That's, that's kind of everything out there is going for that. But going for unique look, um, oh, I think, yeah. is always really, really difficult considering that so many manufacturers will just buy the uh, Hammond enclosures that are already out there. So it's nice for them to to kind of be doing something uh, a little bit different. I, I think. think it's a great way of creating your own enclosure as well because, of course, essentially the enclosure is the wood and then the metal part is just the panel on the front. So it means that they can make make it any shape, any shape that they choose to cut the wood to, rather than being driven by what's available in the chassis market, um, which is pretty cool. I love the fact they're doing a, a, like a, a looper, like as well, well a pedal a pedal looper, um, you know, so... Uh, what, like as, uh, you mean as like in an a, effects a, loop type thing? Uh, yes, yes, as in you can select your pedals on and off, just because it comes in a wooden chassis, and of course... All, all of all of those things, you know, the ES8s and whatnot, all, all you know, it's all kind of much much of a muchness. I love that there's like a tasteful, gorgeous-looking wooden enclosure, you know, for for that sort of thing. I know it's obviously does just a basic on-off, mm-hmm. you know, manual version of that, but it's uh, it's very cool, very cool. Where where are they from, Joe? Because I saw on the website it says handmade in East Sussex. Oh uh, yes, uh, I can't remember. I don't know exactly where actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not well, sure. Useless. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sure. I think it's come up in my conversation with Mark Barnes, but I'm. Oh, I New don't Haven. Know. I found it. Oh, was it New I Haven? It. Don't right. worry. I don't. I don't need you, Joe. I don't I'm, need I'm you. Sorry. I found it. <laughs> New Haven. Gotcha. Yeah, but they are really interesting, really unique pedals. Listener, I thoroughly recommend checking them out. BadPennyFX.com. It's an FX, as in the letters, or bad underscore penny underscore effects on Instagram. Where you can see all the crazy stuff they make. I was speaking to Mark and he was saying that he's just about to make some new versions of his of the fuzz um, in uh, the camera chassis. And I think I'm going to have to get one because it just looks so ridiculous, like an old camera with a foot switch on the top and then all the controls around the side. It just looks absolutely incredible. Um, Very cool. Very cool indeed. And uh, the the Instagram's great. There are some wonderful shots of the pedals p- fitting perfectly into a crocodile skin briefcase. 
Um, so you should not definitely. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. You should definitely go and check that out. And of course, moving on, guys, we uh, we picked up uh, the we had sent to us the new Reverend um, Tom Anderson, Pete Tom Anderson, Pete Anderson. He's Tom uh, who's Tom? Anderson. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Isn't that Pete, Mr. Anderson from yeah, the Matrix? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> we we picked up the new Reverend Pete Anderson Eastsider T from Merchant City Music in Glasgow in their limited edition finish for Merchant City Music. Satin foam shrimp pink with a dark roasted yeah. net um, and board, uh, which was absolutely gorgeous. So it's their T-style guitar. It's Reverend's T-style guitar. Satin pink um, with binding and, you know, this gorgeous, you know, dark, dark neck. It almost has a sort of walnut look to it with the headstock board and neck all being in that same finish incredible looks absolutely gorgeous um modern saddles which i thought would annoy me more than they do um but i'm very into it yeah i think um um we're we're i think we're interviewing um the chap from uh reverend at some point this week but yeah for me just just you know as we keep saying you know great well-built guitars well designed i just I just think they're wicked. And then obviously in the pink um, as well, that's a, a big plus. Um, yeah. But yeah, sub, I, to me, the quid. neck is always a winner. It's it's the closest thing straight out of the box that I kind of feel to um, some of the Music Man or like the Music Man Sterlings. Yeah. Um, and they just, they just feel incredibly good value for money. I think that's... Reverend feel very Music Man-y to me. Like it's that same sort of um, attention to detail. But yeah, I feel like you're picking them up for half the price, which is uh, which is quite nice. Um, yeah, I think. Um, I mean, I think one of the great testaments to the value for money in that brand is when we were at Birmingham Guitar Show, and uh, one of the colleagues I was with, we were next to Merchant City and, and playing a few of the guitars, and um, he thought I, I was playing the Matt West, and he was like, he thought it was like two grand. <laughs> how, how are you getting on with them matt west it's great i mean i i love having a, a guitar with a higher output humbucker which is not something i usually have um but the trem is just an absolute uh winner for me i don't do loads of trem stuff but you know every so often you want to get your your tom morello on or your <laughs> van halen and just go a bit wild um and that sort of very claw that they've put in, so you can kind of freely adjust it with the springs and everything's really nice. It yeah. bounces back into position really nice. Locking tuners keep it in tune. Um, it's just wicked. It's just a really good, fun guitar. Yeah. I'd say, you know, sometimes if I pick up the, you know, the Strat, I, you know, feel like I have to play a bit more serious. Um, <laughs> but if that makes sense. Um, whereas the Matt West just sort of goes, yeah, I can just make loads of noise on this guitar. I um, um that's I, actually one of the conditions that Fender uh oh, yeah. Fender pushes <laughs> out serious. Strats are strats are actually only for, for serious. serious music. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no messing around. No fun, thank you. No fun on this Fender. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, I you know, again, for the money, the specs, Reverend, there's definitely something in there yeah. for yeah. uh for anyone really. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, yeah, it, I, I actually thought it was incredible. The pickup's incredibly articulate. Now, I was very concerned. I was excited about getting this pink guitar because the spec looks so good. But of course, um, I've got sort of, you know, Merchant City Music are very much doing us a like one in, one out policy. So I had to send back the um, uh, the Gristlemaster, uh, the Greg Cock. Uh, Gristlemaster, which I had loved for the last three. I actually can't believe Merchant City Music let's keep that for like three months. They're an absolutely wonderful bunch. They knew how much I was enjoying playing that guitar. So I was concerned because I was like, I'm not sure anything can be as good as the Gristlemaster. Certainly those those um, Fishman pickups are going to be hard to be better than. I, I was like, this. these are the best Telecaster pickups I have ever heard. Um the East Side of T is really good. I'm not going to say that the pickups are as good as a set of pickups that I don't know what they are. They're like 400 quid, aren't they? The the Fishman uh, Greg Cox set. But they are. They're not that much, but they're definitely nearly 300 quid. Yeah, it's a big big chunk of money. But this East Side of T for less than 900 pounds, I was like, these pickups are incredibly articulate. It just sounded gorgeous. The neck felt wonderful. It was like playing on an old piece of furniture in a good way but i just thought this guitar was <laughs> was absolutely wonderful so I, I i thoroughly thoroughly recommend it on that note i actually totally forgot but i got another strat um what? yeah i got what, a you, uh what, you a, bought one or you just uh you just sort of happened to come across it well i got one for um uh for harlequin guitar club so technically it's passing through you know so it's not here forever. But yeah, aren't we I all, got, Joe? Aren't we it, all? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I got a, uh, I got another Candy Apple Red, '60s Strat. A bit like you know, I used to have the American Original. This is an, a very old sort of Japanese uh, model. Let's say very old, like early '80s. It's older than me, um, and it's yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. I totally missed having a Strat, um, so I'm very happy to have that back. And totally into net pickups now. And it, yeah. I was but net pickup on the east side of T was basically all I did. Net pickup on the strat was all I was doing. Absolutely fantastic. Um but, so what happens when you grow up. Uh, I know. I don't know don't know what's happening. Matt, you built a new pedal board. I did. Uh you know, lockdown, you know, it's I, I I guess you know, Amy, you know, my partner Amy, she's been getting really into cross stitch and I was like, well, my hobby is not playing guitar. It's basically playing with guitarists lego it's it's yeah it's building um, because building, half you're the essentially the minecraft of guitar yeah basically i build them and then i just take them apart and then rebuild them and i'm really particular about the way that they they come together and if they're not quite right you know a week later that's it start again um but yeah no i i don't know i just fancied building a i was having a bit of a clear out uh in the loft because hopefully we're going to start converting our loft space we could definitely do with a little bit more space in this house now that all of my uh, equipment's here and i went into the loft and i was like i've got too much stuff uh and every so often i was like oh i'll bring one pedal board down and take another one up (laughs) and uh yeah i bought down i've got a little um schmidt array sa250 which is the smallest pedal board sorry just like knocking about you just keep a spare 400 pound pedal board (laughs) i I mean i i think it was on a podcast i mentioned a couple of weeks ago that i have eight pedal boards here (laughs) yeah i didn't realize i thought they were all like i mean stag you yeah exactly no i i probably have eight pedal boards but they're all pedal train or no, Friedman or I have something. A, I have a variety of <laughs> my loft is seriously it's it's bad. 
It's real bad. <laughs> Didn't you fall through your loft last time you went up there? Uh, no, I put my foot through it. Didn't fall completely through it. That'd just be crazy. Um, different story. Yeah, that's part of the reason we want to have it. Uh, we're looking to get it converted so we can turn it into an extra room. And then I can come I. and live with you. studio. Yeah, the, jo- uh, the, 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 jo- the, uh, the Joe Joey, room. The Joe Tribbiani Branton room. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I was like, oh, I'm going to build a tiny pedal board. And one of the things I wanted to put on it was the Tri-Parallel Mixer. Yes, um, Gear of the Year. Because, yeah, Gear of the Year. Um, because... The only thing about the the Schmidt array boards is you've got some nice space underneath the kind of little tier, um, but obviously you can't turn stuff on and off unless you leave it on all the time, and you only need to have one make gooder on your pedal board. Um, so I decided to yeah sort of play around with loads of different pedals, and I basically came to the sort of final design, which is guitar into a fuzz. Uh, so I'm using a Grouter Audio um, oh, Moonlight nice. Fuzz. Um, Did you get then, that in a limited edition color? Or uh, he does them in a you bunch the, of different colors. You got a gold I've got, one though, didn't I've, you? No, that's the vibe. I've got one of his fuzzes in pink. Very nice. Um, which then goes into the Doctor Scientist Dusk, which is an all analog uh, low pass filter, uh, which is cool for the kind of uh, auto wire thing. Uh, you know, when I want to get funky. Um, and then I run into... <laughs> which is all the, the time. Which is all the time because, you know, I am funk. Um, <laughs> and then I run into the Tri-Parallel Mixer. So in the Tri-Parallel Mixer, I've got uh, MXR Phase 99, DC2, and uh, a DD200. God, you uh, love that Phase 99. I was just thinking that. You've had that great. Phase 99 for years. It's uh, actually, No, I had the Phase 95 for years. Okay. The Phase 99 is the mini version. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, I know I hate mini pedals, but that one is definitely the best of the bunch. It's one of the, I think one of the best pedals you can buy is Wicked. Um, it is a the, great phaser, isn't The it? Phase 95 was two separate phases with two separate speed controls, and you could have the script on or off on either. This is just one of those, but you can have uh, the vintage version, modern version, and the script version. It's all I in don't know one. why I took my phaser off my pedal board. Um so yeah, I've got those because I was like actually running phase and um, the sort of dimension in parallel is really nice because then you Ooh. get the sort of like expansion from the uh, the dimension, but then a little bit of warble from the uh, from the phaser, and then of the delays running in parallel as well. So actually, everything retains a bit more clarity, which I really like. And then I run. Wait, how are you running it in parallel? Oh, through, through the, the tri-parallel mixer. Tri-parallel through the tri-parallel mixer. Honestly, gear of the year. Gear of the year, indeed. Um, there's a few different ways, because obviously I was like, do I run it in parallel or do I use it as a loop switcher? Um, where, you, But th- with that, you can only have one of the loops on at once, but it's quite good for going between like distortion and delay in one loop and then you know maybe a, a clean loop. Um, but I don't know if you get any trails on that mode, which is the only shame, because obviously the great thing about the Tri-Paralymix is the trails. Um, for everything as well so that's really cool and then i run out of that into the audio kitchen small trees which is a valve driven class a boost and line driver um, so that works almost like the the kind of like preamp that goes into the into the front end of the amp um, but almost like a volume control as well because you can attenuate as well as uh, boosts so 12 o'clock is unity gain 
So it's good for just setting the overall level of your pedal board into the front of your amp so you can push some amps harder or you can dial it back a little bit if you want. Um, and, you know, if I really wanted to, you can also use it as a DI for um, recording or going into a, a power amp modeler like one of the, the Moore ones or something similar. Um, so I thought quite a functional little pedal board that will last me about five minutes before I rip it apart and start again. <laughs> I but yeah, actually, I I kind of wanted a pedal board that was just a smaller version of the bigger pedal board I have. Um, but just, I don't know, I've got loads of, sounds. it sounds awful, but I've just got loads of spare stuff. <laughs> and I just really want to like, I don't know, it, it really annoys me just not having, not being having everything plugged in. And I'm just like, I just <laughs> wish there was a way that I could just have all my pedals like plugged in in rack drawers. So I, just at any point, I could just like dial well, it. Well, that's in. what the gear room's going to be, isn't it? The gear. Well, the, yeah, hopefully the gear loft. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. Um, yeah, because I, I see, I like, you know, I'll, I'll go. Oh, I opened my cupboard the other day. I was like, oh, I forgot I had all this stuff like hidden away. It's under some coats. We were uh, swapping. Uh, Amy's winter summer wardrobe for a winter wardrobe. And I was like, oh, if I got a stash of the stuff in the wardrobe. And then I was like, man, I really should plug some of this in more. Um, I'm, I'm kind of glad at least it's pedals and not guitars because I'd literally have nowhere to put that stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, we found yeah, a ukulele in the loft and uh, I would say the temperatures of the loft have not been <laughs> kind to this ukulele in any way. Um, so hard case is fine. Pedal box is fine. Actual gear. Mm, no, not so sure. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Oh, well, that is cool. Oh, I'm glad you're, you're building more boards, Matt. I, yeah. I, sh- I've, I said for ages, I should, uh, I should have definitely like charged people to do it. Um, that was like three or four years ago before, uh, I had, when I had time now, mm. not so much time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now, um, I uh, I got you, you know I did that plectrum hunt a little while ago for the pick hunt a pick hunt for the ultimate um, plectrum, and I got I keep getting sent them from various companies <laughs> since then, <laughs> and uh, so I got some sent to me from Fatfish uh, Guitar Studio, who actually predominantly make like a uh, like uh, a, a musical scale calculator for guitarists, but they also make uh it, the 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 chap has uh, just started or dave dixon from fatfish has just started making custom plectrums and they're not really especially heavily marketed um by fatfish at the moment but he does have a page on his site where he details all the various things he can do which is you know which is you, you choose like a basic shape from large standard small standard or the shield shape then you Choose the tip from sort of sharp, semi-sharp to rounded tip edges from hard tip edge, medium tip edge, or smooth. And then the edge profile as well. You can have beveled to different extents. And then edge finishes, grip patterns. You know, there's a there's a lot going on. These are complicated plectrums. But he <laughs> sent me three. Uh, <laughs> I realised just we should probably mention that he does have a website, but he also has an Etsy page, which is etsy.com. Uh, uh, forward slash fat fish fat with a ph i was just reading some of the reviews before you go into this joe uh yeah. first review here hands down best pick i've ever played on definitely worth the price they're six pounds i think that's very reasonable uh next review 
<laughs> a chunky boy from Fatfish. If I had to make a comparison, it's like a Jazz 3XL with higher shoulders that ate its fair share of Greg's pasties. <laughs> <laughs> what was the Etsy site, Matt? Sorry. Uh, yeah, Etsy.com. Well, I'm currently on Etsy.com forward slash UK forward slash shop forward slash Fatfish Picks. I see. Uh, from the UK. Have you checked out the latest Ball Family Reserve collection from Ernie Ball Music Man? BFI is a celebration of Ernie Ball's heritage and instrument craftsmanship, which features some of the finest figured tone woods and finishes available. These rare pieces are offered in limited production runs and allow the public access to instruments previously reserved for family and loyal artists. This month features the Bongo in Wild Cherry Burst, the Majesty in Blue Steakhouse, and the Valentine in Target Burst. Learn more about where to get yours at music-man.com forward slash BFR. Guitar Nerds is brought to you in association with Faith Guitars. Based right here in the UK, Faith Guitars are designed by British guitar luthier Patrick James Eggle, who has been hand-building guitars for decades for some of the biggest names in the business. Founded in 2002, Faith Guitars have been voted the UK's best acoustic guitars five times in a row by both the public and panels of music industry experts, so you can be confident in your new Faith Guitar. Like all quality acoustics, Faith Guitars are made of all solid tone wood, so you can be sure they'll start off sounding great and improve year on year. Faith don't use laminated woods, but you'll be pleased to know that despite the all solid tone woods, the superb specification and handmade construction, Faith Guitars are still affordable, with prices starting at around £450 or $600. US Discover the range at faithguitars.com and then visit one of the many UK or European retailers to try them for yourself. But hold up! If you're in the USA or Canada, you can buy direct at faithguitarsusa.com and by using the coupon code NERDS at the checkout, you can get an exclusive 10% discount. So, in the UK and Europe, check out the guitars at your local dealer or faithguitars.com. But for North American listeners... Buy direct at faithguitarsusa.com and use the coupon code NERDS for a special 10% off at the checkout. That's USA coupon code NERDS at the checkout. Faith Guitars, award-winning acoustics, designed right here in the UK. So, uh, yeah. i tell you what, I love this website. Oh, oh the, the website is is it's, like, uh, like it's, have you seen down the bottom there's some it, singing fish yeah yeah the, 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 the website <laughs> so is something from like 1995 absolutely but it's like, but, I, I mean how what else do you need this is fantastic yeah, sure sure but these plectrums right they're fantastic like for for a company that essentially their main thing isn't plectrums in comparison to a lot of the stuff that i i've been reviewing where it's like they are just plectrum things. And I'm kind of like, yeah, I definitely went down the plectrum rabbit hole. But then I came out of the plectrum rabbit hole and went, I'm just a finger style player. Like, I, I need to just accept that and stop hunting for plectrums because I'm no good with them. These genuinely were absolutely fantastic to play. And I loved them. I absolutely loved them. And in fact, I, I did a demo video recently where I used uh one of them and i was like man i've I've never been so good uh, with a with a plectrum but he what, sent me what was good about it then what were you using 
uh, I was using um, his large stand. He sent me a large standard in true blood red. Um, so in terms of shape and size, it's fairly close to like a, a 351 style pick. So the mainstream sort of pick that you find on a countertop display in, in a guitar shop. Um, I don't know how thick they are, maybe four mil. Um, but lovely. The, my problem with with this these ones in particular is that I love them at home, but they're very smooth, and I sweat a bit when I play, and I worry with smooth plectrums that they're just going to slip out of my hand. But of course, he can do grips on his plectrums, and of course, you know, if you wanted to take a Stanley blade to the side of one of these, you could you know make your own grip. But he sent me a large standard, a small standard, which is more like a a Jazz Three XL, and a shield. Um, as well, which is the sort of shield size plectrum. Now, the shield was the smallest of them, so for me, the hardest to use. Great for precision picking, just, you know, that's not the sort of player I am. Um, but both the large and small standard, absolutely fantastic. Wonderful for base work as well, which I thought was really good, especially with the large standard. But really rounded edges so unlike some of the sort of sharper edged plectrums i felt like it was just tripping off of the strings in a really fluid motion without sort of digging in too much it just felt like a i genuinely felt playing them like it was improving how i was playing i know i'm going down such a rabbit hole with plectrums here <laughs> i know but i really felt like i was like oh i played that I compared it to a gravity. I compared it to just, you know, a 0.88, which is actually, you know, still what I use when I'm playing in a band if I use a plectrum. And I was like, I actually feel like this is, I'm quicker with this, I'm more accurate, and it's it's a very good plectrum. I really like them, and I think you're absolutely right. For sort of six, seven, eight pounds a plectrum, in comparison to a lot of um, boutique plectrums i think that's quite a reasonable price and they are very very good indeed and definitely worth checking out uh before uh we move on actually i have to give a massive shout out obviously um if you go to uh the fat fish guitar picks website uh also links to dave dixon's Flickr account and he is an incredible photographer <laughs> i'm just looking through these photos going Every one of them is just an absolute work of art. So uh, if you're on Flickr, uh, go and follow Dave Dixon as well. Um, some lovely, lovely landscapes uh, on his website. So, yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. How? So I mentioned that as a random thing, if you like photography. He also <laughs> is... makes pics and takes incredible photos. So some people have all the talent. Yeah, there you go. A man of many talents, Dave Dixon. Right, uh, let's do some news. News! 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 First up, Jake Ross. It's been an exciting week for Fender. It's always an exciting week for Fender, Joe. I mean, it does feel you. like it. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. One of the only companies that just hasn't stopped releasing things this year. 
Yeah, it's exhausting. So uh, what you're talking about in particular is the brand new signature strat uh, from the R&B, the Grammy nominated and Grammy award winning artist, Her, uh, who, so Her is, uh, yes, I say an R&B um, singer songwriter and um, for kind of a, a very different artist uh, who you would, I guess, traditionally have expected to have a... Um, a Fender guitar, and... or even, or even now, because Fender seem to have moved from going to for sort of like early two thousand punk pop bands, which seemed to be their bread and butter for a long time, to being sort of like new, fresh, young Younger. indie bands. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, for sure. This is totally different again. Well, and I think you know, to to a degree, it's it's uh, kind of um, you know, it, it's a bit of a catch twenty two in that you've got a, a broader range of artists playing guitar you know because for uh, guitar was a little bit out of fashion in kind of quote-unquote pop music for a while and so i think the stuff that you were seeing was like okay well here's um some punk stuff here's some metal stuff here's some blue stuff but now with kind of a emergence of re-emergence of guitar in pop music you're getting a broader right you're not just getting like okay well we're making another tom DeLong strat you know it's there are actually some wait you're making another tom DeLong strat <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah yeah yeah. welcome to the guitar nerds podcast from the year 2004 uh, <laughs> where we'll be talking about the new tom DeLong strat uh no <laughs> no um so uh but yeah so her is a uh yeah won the grammy for best album last year and was nominated for it this year I actually think Billie Eilish won it this year. Sorry, spoiler alert, if you're not up to date with the Grammys. Um, But yeah, the thing that's uh, caught everyone's eye about this guitar is the finish. Um, It's absolutely bonkers. It's like nothing I've ever seen before. Um, Well, except for the fact that I've seen it and it looks fantastic. Um, And uh, it's in this, uh, what's described as chrome glow. And um, it's, it's just like, it looks almost liquid. Uh, like the the uh, the way that the light kind of bounces off of it, it's it's really deep and um, it it just is so difficult to describe. It looks it fantastic. seems to break down the color spectrum. Uh, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's yeah, silver, it's but you it. can you can pick out yellows and blues and pinks. Yeah, and pinks and yeah, and greens and they're all there. It, it just looks absolutely phenomenal. And you've got matching headstock um, and an anodized silver plate um, just to really, you know, set it. I mean, it, it looks unbelievable. It really does look incredible. Um, it's got noiseless pickups in, uh, so noiseless strap pickups, um, which, um, you know, for people who want that kind of precision playing is really cool and um it just uh, yeah the perfect the sort is, of set of pickups for r&b really yeah i would say so yeah so it's it just it looks amazing it looks amazing and um you know she's a fantastic guitar player great singer um yeah just a very very cool product that uh, is um is she the first female signature artist to have uh, uh, at Fender or am I making that up or am I missing someone um well, well did Courtney Billie... Love had yeah oh, yeah Billie course. Eilish had a, Billie a Eilish ukulele and oh, Grace, course, yeah. and Grace Vanderwall, Vanderwall um yeah. both had ukuleles both have ukuleles 
Um, uh, she's ah, uh, that's that I remember because uh, I wasn't sure, but she is the of the first uh, black female artist to be honoured with a Fender oh, signature model. Gotcha. Really? So the so the the Mary Kay doesn't count. I don't know if the Mary Kay was it was it a signature or well no she I mean the Mary Kay the one that Mary Kay had for, I mean for a start Mary Kay never really played Strats um, right she was playing D'Angelo's but Fender really wanted to get her on board so they gave her what was the first ever custom shop essentially because it was the first Strat that was made with yeah different I don't things, think so like was, gold hardware I don't but, think it was ever a signature. I think right. no, it was it was, it was basically, a prototype. I think yeah, yeah. What's uh, what's just interesting on an interesting um, thing that I saw, which is kind of related to this. Uh, definitely worth a watch, whether you're into his music or not. Obviously, Joe Bonamassa is an incredible guitar collector, and he did, recently did like an hour and a half video with Gibson TV, like talking through his collection in Nashville. And he was saying he's a, a big fan of like guitars with names on, because uh, he was like, it, which he makes a fair point. He was like, it was an early form of like guitar social media. It's like you're on stage, if your name was like across the fretboard or across the body, that was your <laughs> like people knew who you were. And uh, he's got a couple of Gibsons that are like factory finished with people's names like in the fretboard from the fifties. What you mean, like so, not not sort of like. The Joe Bonamassa Les Paul that has his name. Yeah, no, it's like yeah. stuff like yeah, it's like stuff. So like, I think it might be one... like like you know, I don't know, Paul Johnson. Martinsford. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I think one of them's like I, I don't know. It's like crazy names, like actually, but factory finished into the guitar in the fifties. Because Jeff back Legg. back then, you know, and the same with the Mary Kay. It's like you could just walk into a dealer and be like, "Yeah, cool, be amazing." Can Fender do this? And they'd be like. Sure, it's you know basically a custom shop. Fender, as long as you're willing Gibson. to wait and pay for it, that uh, would be awesome. Sue Plumpton, you know, <laughs> <Sue>. <laughs> I just I like it. Yeah, yeah. Is that your name? No, <laughs> Kevin Shin. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. Um, names. But yeah, I think the Mary Kay was basically a, a case of that. So um, pretty much sort of walking in and going, can I have this? Or we make that? And they're like, yeah, sure. But I don't think it ever became an actual signature model. Yeah. No. I, I mean, I, I know that um, there was Andy Mooney, the CEO of Fender, came out and said that that Fender was going to do more signature uh, guitars for um, women guitar players for, you know, just moving away from just doing the the blues guys, you know. So, um, I, but I... I I'm struggling. There was the Avril Lavigne Telly, um, but I am kind of struggling to think of anybody else who has had one other than, as you say, Joe, the uh, the Courtney Love stuff. So it's, and that was um, Squire, wasn't it? I don't think it ever yeah. came out in a Fender uh, form. Well, yeah, the Vista series, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and obviously the um, and again, uh, the Avril Lavigne would have been Squire as well. Yes, I guess. yeah, the Avril Lavigne was, yeah, yeah. Mm, that was a great guitar. In, in... That was a very very cool guitar. Oh, the Avril Lavigne one, yeah. What yeah, a Telly yeah. with a humbucker in the bridge. It was just like. I was like, how, oh, how is how is this the first time we're kind of seeing this model being yeah. made? Um, it was such a it was such a fantastic combination <laughs> of sort of guitar shape, neck profile, and pickup choice. I was like, oh yeah, this is wicked. <laughs> I mean, I, I I wasn't a massive fan of the checkered scratch plate, but of course, what? easily retrofitable. Yeah, with a with a Fender, uh, Bonnie Raitt as well, according to the internet. Um, although that guitar kind of predates us 
Um, yeah. So, but yeah, oh, obviously very cool. a, a very, uh, very cool that um, Fender's going down that route and I'll really cool. continue. Absolutely, very awesome indeed. Um, I'll be excited to see the the her guitar in more detail. If yeah, you know. you've re- you've really got to see it. It, it just yeah. it looks incredible, really yeah. incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Matt Knight, um, let's talk about fuzz. Let's talk about fuzz. Uh, yeah, so um, Red Witch pedals unveils the Fuzz God Four. Um, Red Red Witch. Uh, side note: one of the first if not the first boutique brand I ever bought. Uh, back in Denmark Street, I had their, uh, it was like a tremolo and a phase in one pedal. So I've always been a big fan um, of these guys out of New Zealand. Um, obviously, New Zealand also home to the, um, I want to say the hotcake. That's it, the hotcake. Um, so yeah, the Fuzz God 4. Um, it's basically a dual silicon BC109 fuzz. So that's the kind of one of the classic uh, transistors from one of the uh, kind of silicon fuzz faces. Um, so that's coupled with a germanium diode Octavia. Um, and then you also have a crazy um, eight-way internal dip switch allowing for 264 different tone and gain combinations um so basically yeah um absolutely madness so you've got three foot switches on the front um so you've got uh an engaged foot switch for the fuzz octavia in the center and then the oscillation switch on the right um which is cool i'm sort of massively into two channel fuzzes that have like an oscillation switch or the octavia switchable um Actually, Joe, I need to borrow off you the honey badger. Um, I'm keen to, uh, even though that's octave down, very yeah. keen to give it a proper proper go. It's, but yeah, yeah similar so to that. Um, so then you get a nice splutter control, uh, which basically controls the transistor bias. So obviously the more you turn it up, the more gated and splutter it becomes. Um, and yeah, so you've got multiple NOS BC109 transistors as used in those 70s fuzz pedals. Oh man, um, that's great. So very, very cool. $239. Um, so very well priced. First run will be 150 pieces, each hand assembled and numbered by Ben Fulton, uh, who's the builder, and then more to follow. Um, but yeah, very, very cool. Analog fuzz with the Octavia switch. Very cool. I'm into it. Um, with this new pedal board, I'm into pedals that have got more than one switch on them, oh. but are in a more compact <laughs> format so I can have more effects on a tiny board without going sense. down the route of mini pedals. Mm, yeah, um, that's weird, isn't it? Because yeah, he quit, you're, caught himself there really quickly, didn't he? You know, because <laughs> your foot is still the same size, but at least my tiny toes can uh, <laughs> activate different switches um but yeah it looks very cool um you can order on red witch now uh, i'm sure there's some dealers out there that have a dealer locator um as well but yes fuzz god for available for pre-order directly really cool. on the website really cool that sounds great and if you were going to buy one of those dear listener you could put it on the uh, one of the brand new morton pedal boards now morton m-o-r-t-o-n they're a modular pedal board thing. Now, we've definitely had other modular pedal companies before, but their sort of tagline is is something like the world's first truly modular 
pedal board thing. But, you know, they, I'm, I'm sure there are others, to be honest. But these look absolutely fantastic. Now, they're all currently pre-order. You can't even get them. That's how new these are. Um, but they are very awesome. There are a substantial amount of options. So I think 18 unique parts that you can purchase with one modular mounting system. Plus, you can order pre-builds if you want. You can get sort of custom builds if you have weird things. But they do... Um, so you buy them in sections. So they'll do like, for example, um, uh, they they do a long slant, which is, you know, a long slant will be your uh, pedal train style slant. So a two-tiered slanting system. And they do that in like an eight or a 16 or a four, which is the inches that it's wide. So a four would be, you know, a single pedal board. Um, and then they do, they break that down into front and rear slants as well. If you have, uh, you, you know, so that you can buy four individual tiers. And then they do things like trays, like front trays, if you're going to be mounting stuff underneath things. And side trays, really useful if you've got something like a volume pedal and you want to have that obviously flat um, rather than angled up, one of the biggest problems, certainly even for me using Friedman pedal boards, is the fact that the 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 actual part that Friedman supply for you to apply your volume pedal is on an angle. But it's like, but a volume pedal's on an angle, <laughs> so you know. I, so um... so as soon as you mount something on there, it's like you can't really naturally mm. use your foot properly, which I always thought was weird. Um, sorry, yeah, I, I'm really into this. I think this is, like I say, lots of people have done this thing before. Um, yeah, I think it's weird that they're like we're the first. Modular but I think this one actually feels a little bit more thought out and. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm 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 really into it. I like the idea of having three or four mini pedal boards that you could conceivably just oh, join up. Join up. <laughs> um, what what they really need to do is I'm thinking full like uh, I I can't remember scale electrics now. Uh, I'm what they need is angled pieces so that we can we can make a surround a board that completely surrounds us. Yeah. At the moment, everything's straight. Um, but I think what's what's cool, actually, if you go onto their website, um, you can uh, they give you some really good examples using lots of different pedals. But yeah, effectively, pedalboards.com. Yeah, the 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 long slant eight is wide enough, or basically fits four Boss pedals. Uh, I guess it's an easy way to look at it, and the sixteen fits double that. Um, and then yeah, you've got some some additional pieces that you can you can yeah you've got well, you but. can get front you can get flats as well as angled pieces as well if you want to tear it, um, but yeah as well as all the trays for every single angle, um, you know plus oh, adapters um, so that you can load in power supplies and things like that. I'm really into it. I think it's a really well thought out design. I really like yeah. it with the um the the flat tray for the for the wild pedal or the volume pedal. I like the way you can put your cables underneath. Uh -huh. Um, yeah, I'm sure. And it doesn't look like it would get too expensive piecing a bunch together. So a long slant 16, which I think we said, what did we say that was eight, eight, boss, pedals. eight boss pedals? So I guess that is, is $75, probably, which yeah, is that, very reasonable. Yeah, that is the same. Just looking at it, if I know my dimensions off the top of my head, uh, that is the same as a pedal train junior. 
Right. Okay. Yes, th- that sounds about right. The only thing is, do, do they come with cases? That is exactly what do. I was going to say. The issue here is they don't do cases. They don't do cases, and they don't even do them in their accessories section. No. Um, and I, I love that actually to- looking in their accessories section. Their accessories are a hex screwdriver and a t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think unfortunately. They'd have to take a real shot in the dark oh, of course. about what think the about that. general, yeah, um, yeah. what the general configuration sense. would be. Um, and yeah. to be honest, I think a bag made in low quantities would be as expensive as mm. probably the pedal boards. So you I think, think you that's can go to someone shame. like custom pedal boards. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. what you'd have to do is basically get uh, someone like Swan Fight, Custom Pedal Boards, Flight Case UK to just build you the the case for it um, yeah. or the bag. Now, there used to be a really good custom bag making company that made amp covers and stuff in the UK. And I had a couple of their amp covers oh, before. Yeah, you're and right. I can't remember no. what they were called. And they were super solid and really good. Um but yeah, I think you could. That that would be your. That would be your best thing, I I think. But then again, a lot of people that might uh, rock solid. That was the name of the cover, rock solid, um, with a Q R O Q. Um, I think that's what you'd have to do, and you'd have yeah. to get custom made. They in fact just on the website now, custom made pedal boards, um, start at fifty seven pounds. Right. I see. Um, which I think is fair enough. I think, you know, it would be impossible. And no matter what size you did, someone would be like, but yeah, it doesn't fit what I've got. Yeah, um, so course. I guess uh, one thing would to be quite would be quite cool is to reach out to them, see if we can do some piece together, some different ones, yeah. see what we can build. Well, dear listener, um, they're doing pre-orders from now until I think the 8th of October, and then they're going to be available after that. But I really recommend, this is quite exciting for sort of pedalboard enthusiasts. I think this is a really good option. And they've got some very intuitive sort of videos that talk you through how you could set something up. But yeah, Morton Pedals, uh, MortonPedalboards.com. Um, they look fantastic. Check them out. Exciting new pedal boards, um, which which would be good. I tell you what, that would, that would have tied nicely into next week because uh, we we're going to be talking about chocks power supplies a bit next week. And right next to me, almost as tall as the chair I'm sitting on, is a stack of chocks power supplies. <laughs> because Chock a yeah, they they sent me everything i think that they do for um, ultimate power yeah i was really surprised when the box turned up and i was like i was expecting the chocks a box. De- yeah chocks box i was expecting a, a delivery from chocks but you know i wasn't expecting the the guy to have to like put it on a pallet truck <laughs> you know and, and sort of you know and move it over to me Casually so there, wheel it over. yeah he had to wheel it over there are a lot of power supplies here and they do a massive range of stuff so next week i think we're going to talk about them once i've had a chance to actually have a look plug them all in all see how they sound <laughs> yeah. yes exactly that's that's what i'm going to do plug them in see how they sound um but yeah um yeah that that will be fantastic oh power supplies jay's favorite thing i am uh, i am genuinely quite excited about that to be honest yes 
as now, much as as much as I was joking. I, uh, yeah, obviously people know about my. Uh, well, you're going to love these. I mean, there are some. There, there are so many. There is something for every situation. I think here. I mean, they do like weddings, funerals. Yeah, gigging at yeah, home. Exactly. You know, yeah, gigging abroad. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Anything you want. Proposing. Um. Uh. Cooking <laughs> a, a a Sunday roast. All of them have got something for everything. Um. Jay, uh, Dunlop have uh made a, a quite strange new pedal. Quite a strange new pedal. Yeah, I think it's quite strange. Is it not strange? I well, I mean, if what you're talking about here is the uh, Tom Morello signature Crybaby, I'm not really sure why you would consider it strange, considering um, the Crybaby is probably the biggest selling effects pedal of all time. Sure. Uh, Tom Morello is one of the most famous guitar players of all time, and I would say he's you know at least partly pop partly responsible for the popularity of the uh of the of the wah pedal so i don't I, I actually i would say that it's it's considering how many signature models dunlop have done for the crybaby over oh, the do years they do, do they do they do loads oh think... they've done bloody loads of yes yeah, slash um slashes have one uh there was a buddy guy there was a help me out here, Matty. I'm just um, uh, I'm just trying to Google it now. I reckon because uh, I reckon we definitely did this before in a Guitar Nerd's quiz. I think we did. Uh, you know how many signature artists can you name? Right. So right. Slash, um, Buddy Guy. There was a oh my gosh. Did I, Hendrix get one? Uh, there yes. has been it. Yeah, the Hendrix Black Top. Yep, that was uh, that was a war. Um, who else has had one? Have you got the site up there, Matty? Uh, uh, yeah, I've Terry just... King. What about I just Steve Googled Vai? it, yes. So, Have you found the website, Joe? Is that what you're doing now? No, no, no. I'm shouting no. out people who I imagine use Crybaby. Right, so the ones I've got here off the top of my head, uh, Crybaby from Hell, The Buddy Guy. What do you mean off the top of your head? You're either looking at it or you're not. Uh, well, I meant top of the search. I haven't actually oh, okay. gone to the Dunlop page. <laughs> uh, Crybaby from Hell, Buddy Guy, <laughs> Zach Wild, EVH, Slash, who has had two, if I remember rightly. Right, okay. Joe Bonamassa... The Joe uh, Bonamassa one was interesting because if I remember correctly, when they, f- there was, oh, I maybe I'm not remembering this correctly, but I'm sure there was something in it that meant that it, like they had to rework it because you couldn't import it into Europe or something like that. There might have been, there might have been lead. In I feel it. like it might have been lead, but I don't really want to say but then it. I also case. think, um... no, I'm, uh, no, I don't know. Right, so I'm just on the website. So yeah, I've got the Tom Morello. I used to have a lot of lead um, Warhammer figurines. Yeah, I mean that. that I tell you what, Joe, that, that makes, explains that explains that, an awful lot about some of the mouth. weird my life. Choices yeah, my you friends made. used to dare me to lick them. Yeah, because well, they you know. they changed them to white metal shortly after. But, yeah. yeah. So here we go. Tom Morello Crybaby in the fancy red TBM ninety five. They also do, and this isn't a signature, but I didn't know they made this, and that is very cool. Crybaby. Q Mini five three five auto return, which is the one that's nice. got no switch on it, which I yeah. think is very cool. Uh, dime crime baby, crime baby, crime baby. <laughs> <laughs> Does he solve crime or do, do crime? I don't really know. Um, which they've changed the design of it now comes in a a different camo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, Crybaby from Hell. Then there is a Gary Clark Jr. in a very, very oh, fancy really? oh, uh, that's bronze, awesome. which I think is quite cool. Oh, man, Jerry cool. Uh, Cantrell, 
The he certainly can. Yeah, he can. Uh, in fact, there's two. And with there's... this why you can too. Hey, <laughs> uh, they actually do two: a standard one, and then the Rain of Fog, um, which is in a kind. Oh, which has got some. It's got a story on the bottom of it, um, which I'm guessing is something to do with one of their songs, and it's got some fancy graphics on it. Um, let's also have a look. Geezer Butler. Oh really? Uh, yeah, cry where you are. Yep. Uh, John Petrucci, uh, Clyde McCoy. Um, they also do a slash EVH, Hendrix, the custom audio electronics one, which is kind of like a signature. Uh, Joe Bonamassa, Kirk Hammett slash the other slash one. This is the wait. There are two one slashes. Yes, there's one with a distortion pedal built in because it takes two 9-volt batteries. Oh, but it's but, the same fella. Right, Yeah, I, I understand. Uh, buddy Guy. <laughs> no, yeah, it's a, it's a different slash. It's right, a yeah. different slash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all in all, and then other ones, yeah, so they have got the 535, 535 Mini, Crybaby Mini, Mini Bass Wah, Standard Mini Crybaby. Uh... Welcome they've to Guitar got, Nerds, where we list things. I mean, they've got a lot. Websites. They've got a lot. I mean, the one you want is obviously the Crybaby Rack Unit, um, <laughs> <laughs> which has it that is it be. has because you know it. <laughs> yeah, but you still need you still need oh, yeah. expression <laughs> pedal. Yeah, but but it's got. But ha- wait, how, but how wait, many? Think how, about how ungiggable this is. You're not looking at the bigger picture. Exactly. This is ridiculous. It's too. It's so impractical. I need it. In exactly. fact, I've just, in fact, I've just, I've just bought one. I've bought one. Because... Why would you have a rack? You could have it linked to your mouse, maybe, and then control no. the wire what? like that. You no. know, like have it so it's you, not when digital. You move it's your all mouse. analog. Oh. It's all analog wire, but it's got six control outs. So you can have six controller pedals plugged into it. <laughs> But my foot's not that big. Um, oh, good. So anyway, bringing it back before Matt no, disappears. No, wait, hold on. We're talking about the Crybaby Rack module <laughs> because don't forget, Kirk Hammett needs one of these because he does have six wild pedals on stage. So wherever he goes, he can always step on a wild pedal. Yeah, that's that's true. That is true. So anyway, just going back to the Tom Morello, which is how we got <laughs> how we, we got to talking about, about yet. <laughs> how we got to talking about the uh, the you know the biggest selling effects pedal of all time. Uh, is it? I reckon. Yeah, I mean, they reckon that it is. I mean, really? it, it's been out for like fifty years. Uh, <laughs> you, I guess you've so. got to think it's up, and it's barely changed. Yeah. You know. But um, so speaking of changes, uh, the thing that is different about this it isn't just a red wire pedal, which you know would be cool oh. anyway. Uh, so it's actually got a a hundred k pot in there, which, if I remember correctly, was. And yeah, you know, this isn't really my area of expertise, but swapping out the standard pot for a hundred K pot is like quite a common mod. And the um, we used to do like upgrade kits when I when we were at GAC that were called I found it earlier hot rocks or hot pots or something. Let me find out. I'm sure it's hot pots. Yeah, hot pots. Oh, 100k yeah hot pots with a with a uh, um but uh if you are like me and you just google the word hot pots uh what you'll find is um hot pots the perfect place to paint pottery in whitley bay uh Ooh, which yeah which nice. also sounds very nice um but no that's not what this is the uh that said so it's got that in it i think 
the press release doesn't say that, but I found that on a uh, retailer website. Um, but yeah, it looks and it's got some uh, kind of like inspirational quotes on the side as well. Um, but yeah, if you're looking, you to- can do anything. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Let's sure. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's if you want to make that balls on parade sound, then you got to get this. It's not the only thing that he's had uh, released by Dunlop as well. Yes, what well, that he's had released. The, the, oh, sorry, that Tom the Morello Tom... has has released with Dunlop as well. This is part of a package, isn't it? The the wire. It comes with a another thing. Does it? Oh yes, it Top does. Hat. It no, it comes with the with the FOD drive, the FOD drive. I don't by think MXR. it's that. I don't think that's comes... actually part of him. What are you talking? That's just a pedal that they've released. It oh, doesn't... is it? Oh, I. Wait, are you okay, was... Joe? Are you okay? I thought it was like a Tom Morello drive. <laughs> what well, which FOD part of FOD do you Balls get from Tom Morello? Uh, from Odrello. Falls like... on the raid. <laughs> I think. I, I just the press release says Tom Morello crybaby wah and MXR fod. So yeah, I thought I... it was the Tom Morello crybaby <laughs> and the Tom Morello fod. I I think the fod, uh, which we should probably talk about very very quickly. Um, the fod basically recreates the experience of blending two overdriven sounds of two highly coveted amp stacks um, in a Which similar ones? idea to the uh, Green Day MXR Dookie Drive, um, which did a very, very similar thing. Um, so, yeah, it's basically the, the controls on board. You've got output gain tone, so your two amps are always on, but you've got a blend control, which I think blends between the two stacks. If I remember rightly, um, let me just check. Uh, yeah, so basically blends between the high gain and crunch circuits. And then inside as well, you also have uh, options to adjust the crunch gain and crunch volume, which I think is very cool. Um, you know, running two amps kind of stereo for, for gain sounds is obviously a great thing for recording. So it's nice to bring that to a pedal board hmm. um, as well, I think. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, very cool indeed. Now, that pretty much brings us up to time on uh, this week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. We're going to be continuing over on Patreon, where we're going to continue to take questions from the from the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds forum. I wonder what, uh, have a little look. I think what we're going to ask, like John Byers asked us about guitars under £300. We've got some questions about Revelation guitars, um, pedals that people keep on all the time, um, what options there are for silent recording out there, um, hybrid boards uh, with multi-effects and standalone pedals. Oh, there are some good questions uh, this week. We're going to try and do as many as possible, but we will be continuing over on patreon.com forward slash guitarnids and you can join us there there are three tiers of our patreon support there's the dollar five dollar and ten dollar at one dollar you get this episode free and free ad free and early every week <laughs> for one dollar you get this for free <laughs> because how much pay, do people you don't have to know pay... right now but we're billing you <laughs> how, how much do people have to pay to uh ensure that you remember to read their name out at the start of the podcast <laughs> i would do it from now on i promise i will be you know what's your good. forfeit i think we need to have that on record oh uh, i don't know uh, i'll drink some paint <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a terrible idea. I've done that. It's weird. Um, 
and at the five dollar tier, uh, you get the episode ad free and early, and you also get access to our entire back catalogue of episodes as well as our weekly Patreon. And at the ten dollar tier, you get all those things plus. I sing your name in a song. Last week, I did a, a, an absolutely wonderful song. I was very impressed with it. It was a new song um, last week. I was pretty happy with that. I'm probably going back to the old song this week, though. I don't think there's there there's there's not as many legs in the new one. I think I'll go back to the old one just because I can sing it better. Uh, but we'll see. I'll, I'll invent new things as as time continues. I think you should do the you know the the song about the elements. Um. Where like the geezer reads out all the elements to to a tune, right? No, I don't. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. See, Matt knows it. He's familiar. I think you should do that. I think you should learn everybody's name in a rhyme and do that. I was thinking about like one week just not singing anyone's name and doing like you know that that song that's like no no i don't know know what that is sounds like vic reeves singing something guys like (laughs) you know (laughs) he's going to this song where he's just like He doesn't. He just sort of hums it. It's just like. <laughs> I might. Okay. I probably. I probably won't sing it. Okay. Uh, another one that I'd like you to do is the Pokemon thing, like the Pokemon. Like I don't know what that is. Pokemon. It's a very popular um, video game franchise. Like Tamagotchi. Uh yeah, like Tamagotchi. But basically, into, it's I need sing- a Tamagotchi. I might get a Tamagotchi. You just you got cat. Get That's a like a Tamagotchi, but it's real. Oh yeah, that's true. You know, remember to feed it. Oh, crap. keeping the, I've got keeping to go. the doors closed, etc. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Very good. Very good. Okay. Well, we'll be continuing over the Patreon where you can join us um, for more of this guitar nerdery. Farewell. Cheers, gang. Uh-huh. Dave Lee. Oh, man, the 
Melody, Jake Gray, Scott Utting, Blake Wyland, Christopher Lowsted, Hans Amsterick, Rich Rock, Nora, Steve Merkel, Jenny Short, Rollins, Smith, Matt Page, Annie McKenzie, Scott O'Brien, Paul Corrigan, Will Clam, who grab it, that's what I managed to fit all the names into this space, yes! Mimosas. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.